The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. It has been an amazing week, and I would like to just kind of talk from my soul with you guys today. We're going to be talking about beware and care, maybe be aware and care. I want to look at some of the push-pull factors that go into runaway homeless and pregnant kids. I have had an interesting week. Um, You know, as many of you know, Million Kids is a, a national company. Uh, a nonprofit, a 501c3 nonprofit. We go across the nation. We'll often train law enforcement and first responders. And when we're there, we'll speak in churches and, and uh, organizations that are there. Here in Southern California, I report to the Riverside County Sheriff Department through a Department of Justice grant. And so I do sit with parents who are missing their kids. I get calls all the time from parents going, you know, he's on the verge or she's on the verge of doing something. What do I do? I talk with kids, and I did that this week. We've had an amazing week, and I just kind of want to give you some insights of some of my thinking of what I've seen this week. So uh, basically what I see is that we've educated thousands of parents and kids about how predators use dating sites and social media apps and uh, online gaming chat rooms and now mass audience live streaming apps to seduce and groom our young people. And oftentimes that ends up in significant exploitation, whether it's psychological exploitation or physical exploitation, it is exploitation. For the most part, our work is very, very rewarding because time and time again, we hear from people where I've spoken that will say, Something almost happened or is happening, and now they want to stop it, and they will confess. And I've seen that quite a bit this week. Uh, I, interesting enough, I, I'll train, um, sometimes I train school staff, and the staff will call back and said, never in a million years did I think that was happening to my kid. I thought it might be happening to the kids in my classroom, but what would happen is on the way home, maybe they would pull over and suddenly realize their 11-year-old son has a naked photo or their 17-year-old daughter has uh, a lot of naked photos that are out there. And it would never have occurred to the parent that that is taking place until they get educated. The work of prevention and intervention is probably some of the hardest work out there, and I am not the only one doing it. There are many people in prevention and intervention, and I'm going to just tell you that raising funding for prevention and interventions is like crawling up a mountain on your knees. It is amazing the number of foundations and grants that you can apply for to help a victim, and you say, why wait? You know, why don't we do this before? 
before they are victims so that you won't need your victim services. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing. I also work with many other organizations that provide services to kids that are just about to fall off the cliff. And I am going to tell you, they are my heroes. They are, they are people that uh, get up in the middle of the night and listen to a frightened teenager when they really just want to be in bed. This last week, I had a chance to travel and do some training out of state, and I did a public event, and it was fascinating because I would hear these stories afterwards where a girl in the audience would say, after she's heard the talk, that, um, yeah, she has been talking to someone on the internet, and yeah, she's pretty in love with them, but now she realizes maybe he is not who she thinks he is, And she should not go out and get in the car with them. You see, one of the things that's driving this show today is this last week, Million Kids Missing Kids, which is, uh, uh, if you don't follow Million Kids on Facebook, please do that. We post new cases anytime that we have a young person that is missing and there is a police report, then what we do is do a Million Kids Missing Kids flyer. Now, we don't do a flyer unless there's a police report, and we do not get involved in the investigation, per se. I believe that law enforcement investigation belongs with law enforcement. I know there are quite a few vigilante groups out there that are setting up their own in the name of law enforcement can't keep up with the volume or they don't care. My experience is they do care. My experience is they do struggle with the volume. But the real experience is they have to follow the rule of law. And what I will often see is these cases are looking like they're about to be exploited, but no crime has taken place. And that is one of the the big challenges. There are private investigators that you can hire. Some are better than others, and some are more uh, law enforcement oriented than others. And that would be very important to me. If you end up hiring a private investigator, make sure they follow the rule of law and they are connected to a law enforcement agency that there can be a handoff. So what I found this week is that we have all these missing kid cases. And they're all different. Uh, I think most of the girls were 14. There was one that was 23 but had a learning disability that placed her in the age of 14. And uh, those are all factors. I want to look today a little bit about how all of this happens. What is the push-pull of this and what can we do about it? And I will tell you it's a little bit like kind of corralling jello. It is not easy. This changes all the time. There are times you think you're getting ahead of the game, and then there are other times you just give up in frustration and say, this kid wants to self-destruct and I can't stop them. So I want to kind of take us back to where this all starts. For me, what I believe is we set with a parent uh, that has a teenager that's run away and is missing or has sent a naked photo And it has been seen by thousands and thousands of people. And sometimes it's a teenager who's being sextorted that is depressed or scared or harming themselves. All of these cases seem to have one primary element in common, and that is they're all connected with someone on the Internet, and their lives have been changed forever. 
Now, most of you know I wrote a book called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And our world is changing, but it will also greatly increase the magnitude of risk for kids who are on the cusp, that are looking for love in all the wrong places, that are insecure at home, that are insecure in their own skin, that maybe uh, are terrified of becoming damaged goods and like that. What I believe about most kids is that as I go out into schools and train kids, most kids do not want to be violated. Even your most rebellious kid does not want to be violated. What I find is that they just are looking for someone who believes in them that can accept them and literally someone they can trust. I think that is the first thing that happens is if you lose that anchor relationship of someone who believes in you, that your likelihood of running away, of of trying out new things, of doing risk, of of uh, taking chances on the internet is going to go up exponentially. So one of the things that I look at is many, many of these kids are from broken homes. They are the result of a divorce or um, a marriage that never took place, a relationship that was never solidified and then later broke up. Uh, In many cases, it's fascinating to me, it is kids who are adopted. And uh, it's a, and so then you go into the conversation, is this in the DA, DNA or is it situational? Because I know many kids that have been adopted by lovely families who have done everything they can. And still, when the kid hits puberty, they suddenly get a different identity. And it's a shame-based identity. I believe at the heart of all this is uh, a kid who has a shame-based identity. And I, and I want to talk about that a little bit as we get deep into this, because I've done a lot of research about, you know, is shame uh, something that's in the DNA? Does DNA have memory? Is it something that's transferred from generation to generation? Or is it situational? And that's always an interesting thing because you will see uh, a kid that comes from a broken home and they're adopted and they just turn out absolutely amazing and turn around. By the same token, you'll see a kid that comes from a broken home and they're adopted and they never get over the shame of being adopted or wondering why at that critical point in their life that their own mother and father did not show up and claim them kind of thing. So it's it's an interesting thing when you get into kids who are adopted. And, And there probably ought to be or there might be some research out there I'm not aware of. All I'm saying is these are push-pull factors that go on out there. If you have a child from a broken home, and I'm a, I call it a broken home, not a single-family residence, because you can be in a two-party home that is broken. You can be in a two-party home where everybody's blaming each other and rejecting each other and putting each other down and uh, not accepting each other and not finding the good in each other. And what you will find is that's a broken home, even if they're all living under the same roof. 
and that their lives will never be as healthy as they could be if they approach it from a standpoint that they're living in an area, in a home where there is not acceptance. You see, what drives these kids to be violated is that desperate, desperate need for approval and acceptance, that trust, that love, that all inclusion. And when you get into relationships where there is not acceptance, then you're in a relationship that's going to have push-pull for putting a kid out into exploitation. It is just that simple. And it's a very difficult situation for our society to deal with, let alone service providers like like uh, me and kids and others. So this is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, we are coming up against this break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit sin. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, 
video games and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about issues of of runaway kids and the push-pull factors in that because we've had so many in the last few days. And I look at this, and and I've also had so many cases where, not cases, but uh, success stories. And by the way, you million kids donors make that happen. I can't do this. I don't have that kind of money. I can't go out around the world and talk to all these people without somebody helping with the gas and getting us out there and arranging these and like that. And I have talked to a lot of kids in the last couple of weeks where it has been a success story. And what I want to share with you is that most kids do not want to be violated. They don't want to be exploited, but they're unable to visualize how the Internet works and how that could end up in exploitation. What they see the Internet is, is like this big universe that we give them a device and they sit down and whether they realize it consciously or unconsciously, what they're really doing is believing that there is someone out there that's going to think they're number one that they're going to believe in them, that they're going to think they're wonderful and they're going to get approval that they're not getting in their home life today. And so it's one of the unique things of the societal shift that we wait until our kids are 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And I don't mean by the word wait, but we are when a kid is going through puberty, when they're looking for their moral identity, their sexual identity, their spiritual identity, and we put them on the World Wide Web. It is like putting someone in a little boat and letting them go out in the ocean to fish to see how big a fish they can find. And we don't define for them what is a good catch and what's not a good catch and how the game is played. It's kind of a wild, wild thing. This is the reason why I'm raising this money for the documentary. If we are going to put kids in a boat in the ocean, we better explain to them that there are also sharks out there. And this is how it all looks. The other thing that I have come to understand is probably one of the biggest fears kids have is the fear of being perceived as damaged goods because that that is like at every turn. They're out there trying to find what they can find that might think they're wonderful, 
but they also don't want to be perceived either by the same sex or other the other sex as being damaged good. So we're not, it's like a recipe for disaster, and I share that with you because I see this all the time. I talked to a young lady. I won't say what state she was in because I don't want to give away any of her personal information. But she was everybody's young lady, in my opinion. Now, this girl is a product of divorce that took place as the girl was going through her life event years. I'm going to tell you that there is something called life event years, and I want to attribute that to Dr. Jorgensen, I can't remember, Gary, Dr. Gary Jorgensen up at the University of Utah who taught me this, that there is something called life event years. If you look back at the timeline of your life and some of the most critical things that ever took place, maybe your grandma died and you were really, really close to them, or your parent died, or maybe you were relocated because your father got a job in a different city. That is a huge thing. A displaced teenager is an extremely vulnerable teenager. Maybe uh, someone in your family lost their job, so suddenly you don't have the money for Nikes that everybody else does. Um Maybe your older sister got pregnant and there's a stigma there of shame that's on there. Whatever it is, if it happens when your kid is like 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, it will change their life. And interesting enough, it is taking place just as the child is going through puberty. Well, this young lady, her parent had divorced during that time. And she had processed this to the very core of her soul, even though they say over and over, it's not about you, honey. We just don't love each other anymore. We can't get along, your dad and I or your mom and I. And that child will process that as if they're damaged goods, that they are not uh, good enough that they would stay together for and it's, a, it's an absolute travesty as this gets processed. And it gets even worse if one parent goes to the, and turns on the other one. You know, well, your dad this and your mom that kind of thing. Your child will hear that and they process that is if I were more valuable, if I were, if I were cuter, if I were smarter, if I could be better, then this would not happen. And you can use all the you know, hyperbole, I never can say that word, but you can use all the phrases you want to. That child will process that. And I'm going to tell you that child needs counseling. I'll watch this beautiful girl, and she was beautiful. Physically, on the outside, she was beautiful. Inside, this girl is absolutely a mess. She is fighting for her life. She is trying to be valuable, but she's desperate for approval, and especially male approval. She admitted that she was on all those dating sites. Now, see, here's the value of the work of me and kids. Once we're able to sit there with an audience of kids and explain to them how gangs are participating in these dating sites, how 50-year-old pedophiles are trying to get their naked photos and blackmail them, They start to get it, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had known this a month ago. 
I wish I'd known this six months ago. I get that all the time in our work. And, and you know, you're part of this partnership because you're financing this work. And I want you to know that we are having success. I sat and talked with this girl, and, and she's gone, well, I, I kind of like older men, you know, but this last guy I met up with was like 40-something, and he was creepy. And I'm looking at this beautiful girl as she realizes that she's taking her most valuable resource, her soul, and giving it away on the hope and the prayer of hearing four words, I believe in you, you're valuable, and I am not going to exploit you. I I am going to be someone in your life you can trust, that you can look up to, that can guide you so that you can grow up to be the fine individual that you should have. Pardon me here. We're going to stop this. This is an important thing that this is happening here because this is at the heart of exploitation. As I look at these runaway kids that are on my million kids, missing kids. Now we've gotten three of them, three out of the five back now. And in one case, one of them came back, uh, was cutting, was really damaged, and left again. And so once you reach that point, it really is a challenge because it requires a whole lot of help. It requires a whole lot of intervention. And there are many organizations out there that are doing that. But what I want to share with you is what can we do to stop this before it gets that far? And what I believe in this situation is what is happening is these kids need to know someone believes in them. Someone is there for them. Somebody who will not reject them. Someone who will accept them so they are not damaged goods. They need the ability to bond to another human being. Because once that bond is broken, that child, their chances of being exploited go up immensely. I have studied the concept of shame from generation to generation. I do believe that shame is generational. I do believe it can be passed on, that if you have a mother who's promiscuous or a father who's promiscuous, trust me, that is not going to take place in a vacuum. You have a family that is broken up and dysfunctional, and they don't cherish and support each other. And I will show you that their offspring is going to struggle. Now, there are many people out there that make it through there and become strong, strong leaders and and, uh, and successful people. Many people who are successful people today came from broken homes and at-risk homes. And they decided, I'm going to be valuable, I'm going to believe in myself, and I'm going to be somebody, and I'm going to get back to society. And that's what drives them to be leaders. But for every one of those out there, there's probably another five or ten that fall by the wayside. And I say to myself, this does not have to happen. We can create programs where kids start to find the value in themselves, the good in themselves. We can create I Believe in You programs, as Million Kids does, and give out I Believe in You bracelets and let kids know that inside themselves is a warrior and they are worth fighting for. They are not damaged goods. These are kids who are amazingly capable 
and resilient youth. They need someone to come alongside of them and be that anchor relationship that believes in them. That is the difference between a runaway kid and a kid who makes it. And we need to understand that. This is Opal Singleton, the Exploited Crimes and Technology. We are up against that break, so we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works 
and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back. We are talking about the push-pull factors involving runaway kids. Literally one out of five kids who run away will be victims of sex trafficking in the first 48 hours. Now, sometimes other organizations, one out of seven, one out of eight, I don't really care what the number is. If it's one out of eight, that's still way too many. And so one of the things that I look at is why. And uh, this is really important to me because I've had this week where we've had so many runaway kids and we've had so many success stories. I, uh, I've spoken at different places where kids have told me, I'm on those dating sites, I'm not going to meet up with them. I'm going to get off those dating sites, I had no idea what was happening. I'm going to quit playing on Uvu and Omegle. Those are, Omegle is an interesting uh, app. It's very, very old, very old. I keep thinking it will just die a dinosaur death, but it doesn't. Um if you're if you're you have a child on Omegle, you have a child who is looking to be exploited, whether they realize it or not. If you wonder what I'm talking about, go to YouTube and put in O M E G L E. Their logo is Talk with Strangers. You don't talk to someone you know. It's like TikTok, only uh, much uh, Omegle is much older and antiquated. I keep thinking it's going to die. Out there, but literally, it's America's teenagers who are sent, and many times they're seven, eight, nine, ten years old, sitting in their bedroom while mom's at the grocery store talking to people they've never met and and hopefully will never meet. But when you have a situation like that, what is involved in kids who run away? It's usually a broken home. Or it's a relationship that's gone sour somehow and they feel like nobody loves them. Their main thing is that nobody cares. That is often it. You know, look at my life. It's it's dysfunctional. It's out of control and nobody cares. Now, these are not kids who will say, Mom, can you take me to counseling? But they are kids who need to get a third party involved. You see, I believe that starting about 8, 9, 10 years old, one of the most important things you can do for your child that they don't that this doesn't happen to if they're from a broken home if they're from a broken uh, a parenthood uh, kind of thing uh, if you're a grandparent raising a grandchild and thank you that you would do that if they're adopted help them get in to a counseling situation where they can bond with one other human being that has good boundaries, and that should be a professional counselor. 
and then start to do activities where they can start to define who they are. You see, we have the potential within ourselves to be either very good or very bad, very loving or very unloving, uh, very giving or very selfish. We all have that potential. And so one of the name of the game is as they go through puberty, think about what is happening. They are getting their identity, and most of these kids won't know who they are. It's called puberty. (laughs) They don't have adult reasoning, and they don't know who they are. And so just doing things like, well, you're a pretty girl, or you're a smart guy is not helpful. Well, it's better than nothing, you know. But what I would share with you is start to explore. Let's start to explore. Let's take this summer while you're off and let's start to explore who you are and what you like. And more important, what are your values? You see, one of the things that we want to do with kids is understand what kind of adult do you want to be? You can choose to be anything. You will see a kid that's acting out a lot and telling jokes and going to extremes. What they're looking for there is who am I and am I valuable? And so do you have to go to extremes to be valuable? Nah, not really. But what are you really good at? If they're starting to do graffiti, then let's get them in an art course and say, let's just explore if maybe you have it inside you to be a commercial artist. If they uh, uh, get crazy about music, then let's try some music. Let's get them in a drama class where they can pretend they're other people and start to explore other roles. Are, are, are they, uh, let's try out uh, volunteering somewhere. Let's go for hikes. Are they athletic or not athletic? Uh, let's go to beaches. Are they a person who really values nature and uh, wants to be into ecology and that kind of thing? And you begin to say uh, you're a well-rounded person. You're very smart and you're very attractive. And, you know, let's let's talk about this because there's a lot more to you than you're just cute or you're smart. And so part of this is establishing their identity. I think that this is one reason why that girl told me she she likes older men. Uh, I think she's saying to herself, probably she's more sexually experienced than most girls her age. I would guess that. And on top of it, she's going to use that sexual experience because she thinks that's her main asset. And she thinks that she belongs with older men because she is more experienced. What we need to talk about is what is quality love, what is empowering love, and what's exploitive love, what's happening in that relationship. And most of these kids, if they're in that kind of relationship, will go, yeah, yeah, they're using me for sex, but I'm using him for money. Uh, I'm using him for being important. And they will admit stuff like that. And one of the things you begin to talk about is, you know, don't let anybody use you for anything. You are way more valuable than to be used for something. It's all about knowing who you are and what you stand for. So part of the running away is the belief that no one else cares, 
The problem with that is it is that very factor that makes them so easy to recruit into sex trafficking. Because these guys will spot that a mile away. They didn't have, that child did not have an anchor relationship. And think about what a pimp is selling her. This is exactly why I got the I Believe in You bracelets. The first thing a pimp does is come in and go, hey, baby, you're hot and I'm here for you. I'll be your daddy. I'm going to take care of you. You get to be my little princess. I will I will adore you and give you everything you want. And they are literally like bees on honey. You know, just flies on honey, let's say. <laughs> anyway, you get what I mean. You're absolutely in there. And you're willing to give away your soul if somebody will accept you. The problem with that is once you give away your soul, then it becomes easier each time to kind of close your eyes and pay the price. I will never forget a survivor I heard talk down in Orange County, a beautiful girl who had gotten out of the life of prostitution. And she had a Romeo pimp, and he told her everything she wanted to hear, and then he wanted her to have sex with one of his friends. And she said to herself, okay, I will do this if that makes him happy, but I won't do this or this. And then pretty soon he wanted her to do more and do it more often. I'll do this, but I won't do that. And I'll do this, but I won't do that. And pretty soon he's beating her and she's having sex with 8 to 15 guys a night. And he's threatening her, but then he loves her and she's his baby. And she's saying, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And she said, one day I woke up and there was no more that. And that is exactly how all this exploitation works. These kids run away. They get out there. They traded their soul. And then the next thing you know, they are trying like crazy to get back on that pedestal. You see, the core issue has not gone away. That issue of needing someone who will believe in them and the overcoming the fear of being damaged goods. These are kids who need us to be able to come in and help them. They need help with knowing that they are valuable. And if you want to intervene and do intervention and prevention work, then I would ask you to help us come alongside a million kids, help finance us, help us because we see success stories on a regular basis. We sit with parents who are just in great anguish as their beloved son or daughter is about to make the mistake of their life. And they are doing everything they can to stop the exploitation. But I'm going to tell you that a lot of this starts starts way back at home and it starts early on, long before they run away. And then when you add social media to it, then all of a sudden you have a really volatile situation because social media provides these kids with a new community and they can build trust with people they've never met. That allows them to create an unrealistic relationship with an unrealistic character because what happens in a social media relationship is you're in a fantasy world. Nobody does the laundry. Nobody, you know, uh, hurts each other. It's a it's a matter of oh, you're special, you're kind, and I and you're going to be everything you ever wanted to be. And they package that up and they sell that bill of goods to a kid with a broken heart who's scared to death of being damaged goods and who's desperately out there wanting to be loved. 
but not violated. This is Opal Singleton, Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We got it right this time. We're up against that break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child's safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited. 
crimes against humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the push-pull factors and especially runaway kids, and the need for prevention and intervention. I, I really feel very, very strongly about that because um, many of you have heard me say that raising money for prevention and intervention is nearly impossible, and yet it is such rewarding work. And why it is so difficult, I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of like people don't want to pay for what didn't happen, and, and yet... You know, there, the, you see a lot of money uh, going towards victims, and that is a good, 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 good cause. I am absolutely for that. But what I find when in these foundations and grants is that they only pay for it after the person has been victimized. And I, I look at this thing as I look at my last week, and I want to just say to you that have supported me and kids, what heroes you are, what visionaries you are. This week, several kids were saved. Several kids who were thinking of meeting somebody came forward and said, I'm not going to do it. Uh, A girl over there that said, I I had planned to date, I'm not going to do it. A girl who has already been dating and dating a 46-year-old when she's 17 saying, I, you know, this is wrong, and getting her the help that she needs. A guy who's, who has got naked photos out there that's being violated that we have been able to intercede with. As we do this and we go into schools and we talk to kids, it just drives me on the need to make this documentary. I find that when you explain to kids, most kids don't realize the path they're going down. They don't realize how the Internet is made. They don't know how social media works. They don't realize that when they go on mass audience live streaming like Like, the the app L-I-K-E-E, or um, maybe TikTok, or coming up as Lasso, what they don't realize is there are thousands of people that are literally wanting to exploit them. And this is going to get exponentially worse over time as our kids no longer are in a closed environment, but are in fact put on the worldwide stage where they may have half a million or a million followers. We must teach them. It's a, I can see this thing kind of coming to a vortex, if you will, as this kind of comes together. We're putting thousands of kids who don't know who they are that are looking on the outside to be loved and to take chances and introducing them to literally hundreds of thousands of people, of which at least 1% of them are pedophiles. Right now, 8% of America's teenagers are being violated through social media exploitation. And as we deal with this problem, what I find is that that, it, that does not have to happen. We can combat this simply by doing a whole lot of education. For me, this is the D.A.R.E. program of this generation. 
we, I know when you go out and you explain to kids how the internet works and why these guys want their naked photo, these kids do not want to be damaged goods. They do not want to be shamed. So there's a universe of kids that are all new that will end up being exploited. And then there's a universe of kids who are extremely vulnerable, those that are in a broken home or being raised by by uh, other family members, kids who are being moved around or their dad's unemployed or that kind of thing. Those kids are in life event years. The reason why that's so dangerous is they turn to social media for their total approval and inclusion. And so what is happening there is that, that in turning to social media, they find love in all the wrong places. And that is the danger. And so we need to create programs. We need to be able to talk about it and drive it forward and literally begin to understand what is happening and start to take kid by kid by kid. This is hard work. You cannot, you can do the education in the masses, but being able to heal a kid one child at a time is really the Lord's work, in my opinion. And there are many people out there doing that. There are many amazing licensed marriage family therapists that are being trained in how to deal with fantasy relationships and those core relationships and start to build those boundaries on there. And on top of it, there are many, many church leaders and parents that care deeply. So this is a tough deal, but we have had an amazing week. We've had a, me- a week where out of five kids who ran away, at least three of them are back now. We've had a week where many kids have come forward and said, I almost got exploited but didn't. I almost went on that date but didn't. I almost snuck out and disappeared with somebody and changed my mind. This work is worth the effort. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. We're not one million. We're not a million. We're simply millionkids.org. And I would encourage you to follow us. All of these shows are at exploitedcrimes.com. You can download them. You can share them. You can do whatever you want to. You can even have them on your own website if you want to. There's no charge. It is over 150 hours of free human trafficking. Uh, training and exploit social media exploitation and also our books are for sale there if you want to know more about the subject and you want to uh, share that with somebody that you know and finally i want to say that we can't do this work without your wonderful donation we live and breathe on it i see every donation that comes in And I say thank you because we're not a big organization. I never wanted to be a big corporation. I want to educate and save kids. And so whenever you donate, it goes to the work. We work out of my house. I'm sitting here by my kitchen table here. And that's okay because when you donate, we put it out there to save a kid. You can do that to go by going to www millionkids.org go to that donate button and uh, I appreciate each and every one of you that share this show that saved this show this is tough tough business but I'm going to tell you we had a week that was worth fighting for Um, I worked with Christy Walsh down there at um, Real Battle Ministries down in uh, Palomar Mountain 
amazing work she's doing at that at that camp with kids just doing amazing work and work is being done all over the united states we need your help i hope that you'll think about joining us and supporting our work at millionkids.org this is opal singleton we'll see you next thursday morning at 7 a.m southern california time have a great week Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.